Good morning. Welcome to the McGregor EMC Church recording for Sunday, May 9th. Our song selection today is a mix of favorites from some of our moms. We invite you to sing or hum or even just tap your foot along with these familiar songs.
Psalm 139, verse 7 to 18. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you.
sufferings and I will also share the glory that is going to come. I'm making my appeal to you as one who is an elder together with you. Be shepherds of God's flock, the believers under your care. That's what God wants you to do. Don't do it because you want money in dishonest ways. Do it because you really want to serve. Don't act as if you rule over those under your care. Instead, be examples to your flock. The chief shepherd will come again, then you will receive a crown of glory. It is a crown that will never fade away. In the same way, I'm speaking to you who are younger. Follow the lead of those who are older. All of you, put on a spirit free of pride toward one another. Put it on as if it were your clothes. Do this because the scripture says, 
God opposes those who are proud, but he gives grace to those who are humble. message in honor of Mother's Day, we're going to be trying something a little different. I've asked four members of our congregation to share lessons that their mothers have taught them that have gone on to impact both who they are and their faith as well. Other than that small amount of instruction, I didn't give much by way of guiding the stories and memories that are going to be shared with us. But yet, as I think you're going to hear, common threads do arise all the same. The first person we have sharing with us today is Tina Taves. If you have not had the absolute privilege to talk to her, Tina is as outgoing a person as you will ever meet. I know her as an encouraging woman who always has others on her mind and the well-being of the church and her family front and center in her life. She is both prayerful and has a quickness to sharing what God has done in her life that is truly admirable. Let's hear what Tina Taves has to share when it comes to memories of her mother. I'd like to share with you some of my thoughts of my mother. She took great care of us, uh, of her children. In fact, one time she had actually been quite ill and she said she wanted to get better for her children. She appreciated all our calls just to say hello, to see how she was doing. I remember mother for her love of books, of reading. She would read to us children and, and later to the grandchildren. And the Bible was actually a very uh, favorite of hers. You'd see her reading it a lot. I guess another memory on that, that's a very powerful memory is, uh, that I hold dear, was of her praying. She would pray for her children. She would pray that they would come to know Jesus. Whenever we were at her place for night, and that was different times, she always had her daily bread devotion book. She would read one for the evening and another one at bedtime. And as she was finished reading, uh, and as long as she was able, we would kneel and have our prayer together. And later on, I guess we just uh, didn't kneel down anymore. But I remember, uh, uh, that's a picture I have in my mind of her. I often wondered how she remembered so many people in prayer by name. Church people, her children, pastor was usually in her list, the, the youth worker, and she'd remember different people, people going through a hard time, the sick and bereaved, I often wondered how she remembered so many, but I thank God for the example that she was to, to us all. 
And you know, while she prayed, I often jotted down her prayers as best I could while she was still praying and she didn't see what I was doing. I'll just give you an example. And I have it here for May, May the 16th, 1990. She says, uh, thanks for rain, for thirsty ground, rain for the thirsty ground. I pray for all children, my grandchildren and great-grandchildren, that they will be honest hearts and not cheat. That always made me smile a little bit. And then she also would go on to pray for all those who have lost loved ones. So that, that's what I have in memory of my mother. But like I say, I think the best memory I've had, I guess, of her, of her prayers. She was a faithful uh, prayer warrior. God bless you all. Our second speaker today is Lois Friesen. As I know her, Lois is a person deeply interested in her Bible, going deeper, picking up new things that she may not have noticed before. The way she lights up when she finds another facet to a passage is truly something to behold. She is a loving wife and mother through and through, and when I talk to her, I can always expect to hear how her family is doing at length and know exactly what I need to pray for over the weeks to come. Hearing the story she shares about her mom, I suspect I know where she picked these traits up from. Some lessons that I learned from my mom's life, I believe were not intentionally taught, but probably more picked up um, as I watched how she lived her life. She taught us kids about working. She would often say, I have everything I need. What more could I want? She differentiated between needs and wants, and both my parents worked very hard to uh, to take care of us, their children. She often said, uh, taking care of my children is my responsibility, not someone else's. So we learned a lesson about responsibilities. If they were invited to a function where children were not welcome, my parents would not go because um, the kids were more important than any function that they could attend. And we weren't allowed any babysitters other than my mother's sister because uh, nobody could be trusted with us precious things. Also forgiveness, I noticed in, in mom's life, um, if she would ask us to pick something up for her on our way in to see her or whatever, and oftentimes we would forget, and she'd say, oh, don't worry about it, I probably didn't need it anyway. And being the daughter that probably um, wore more, most heavily on my mother's heart. When, um, when I came to Christ in 75 and had to go to her and apologize for the pain I brought into her life, she just opened her arms and uh, so freely forgave. She was just like a picture of Jesus to me at that time. If I would complain, she would say, Lois, you've got to learn to take the bitter with the sweet. Was, was that not what she got out of Job, I think? She was always encouraging. You can do anything you set your mind to. She taught me about endurance and perseverance. She would often say, he never promised us an easy life, but he promised to be with us through it. And when the why question came up, why this or why that, why are these things all happening? She would often say, I don't know why, but I know the one who does know. And suffering. She, um, she showed us that there is actually blessing in suffering. And her favorite saying was, when we thought it was just getting terrible, 
She would say, it could be worse. We have not yet suffered anything like Jesus did when he went to the cross to die for our sins. Doing things for others. My parents uh, lived in Dawnwood Manor for many years, and every single Sunday they would set up the, the room for, for church services, setting up chairs and the speaker for the for the person who would preach for people to come and listen. Uh, they made plastic flowers to decorate wedding cars. This was quite a while back. And they folded diapers for residents, also quite a while back, who lived in the care home. And uh, they took the residents of the care home for walks outside when the weather was nice, around the different bays in town close by. And uh, she was always baking for teas and fundraisers that Dawnwood Manor would be holding to raise, raise money. She taught me how to pray as she prayed for each member of our family by name every night. And after I became a Christian, Mom and I, as it turned out, became best friends, and we were able to read the Bible and pray together. Um, it was just a, a very special and wonderful time for me. She would also pray for the staff at Dawnwood who were taking care of the seniors who needed help or whatever. She would ask God to give them the strength and to reward them for their service. One time, one of the staff he was on his way up. He came up to her room to just check on her, which they often did. They were just tremendous, those people. And uh, mom was in the middle of praying, and she, she was very hard of hearing, and, and she didn't hear him knock on the door. So I got up and answered the door, and he came in, and I said, she's praying. Oh, and so he just bowed his head and folded his hands, and, and she continued on with her prayer. And of course, at that time, she got started to pray for all the staff at Dawnwood and how they were so good. And after she finished praying, he said, I feel like I've been standing on holy ground, he said. It was just so beautiful. She prayed for herself. And, and uh, she would say, pray that, uh, she would ask me, pray, Lois, that I would be cooperative and not cause trouble for anyone or to not be a stumbling block to anyone, that she, instead she would be a witness for her Lord and Savior. I just thank God for her, the mother he gave me. She wasn't perfect, but I'm not here to talk about her faults. I just wanted to uh, take a moment here and just honor her and, um, and to encourage others. If you, if you still have a mother, a little, a little kind word, just honor your mother wherever you think you might be able to. Mothers don't need that much. Even just, that was a good supper, Mom. That goes a long way. And remember, we are only human too, after all, and we need forgiveness and mercy as well. So just, uh, if you have your mother, hold her close if you can, and thank God for her. Our third speaker today is Lyndon Gunther, a young man whose heart for the church is truly something to witness for yourself. As long as I have been here at McGregor EMC, Lyndon has been involved in some capacity at the church with an enthusiasm and hunger to dive in and share his faith that is truly catching. Our daughters are the same age and as such has become thick as thieves themselves. And because of that, I have gotten to know Lyndon as a truly loving parent who wants to impart this same faith of his, one that is integral to how he sees the world into his children as well. The first story I want to share about my mom happened when I was about six years old. 
And it is when she taught me how to pray and just reminded me of who you're speaking to when you're praying. And so my brother and I, we had a routine growing up uh, that before bed, we always just said our prayers. And it was the, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord, my soul to keep and so on. I remember Bob came to tuck us in and, and as she was tucking us in, I quickly said my prayers and she gave us the reminder, okay, boys, time to say your prayers. And I say, I already said mine. I just, like, I just did it. And uh, she sat me down and said, you are speaking to God. You do not rush through a conversation with him. And I remember how it was so uh, kind of foreign for me, for my mom to be so stern right at bedtime. And it just brought me right to tears. And I just remember apologizing and apologizing. And she said, well, it's not me you need to apologize to. And that was just such a memory that always stuck with me that when you're praying, you are talking to God and you do not rush through it. The other story that I want to share about my mom actually comes from the day, uh, a time and a memory from her mom. And so it was at her mom's viewing, my, my grandma's viewing, that uh, we had family all kind of met together and we were sharing stories. And my mom stood up and said that she remembers with her mom that her mom was always such a prim and proper lady, but above all, she was a woman of God, and that she had complete assurance of where she was going when she passed away. And mom said that she felt the exact same way, that she knows exactly where she's going. And just by my mom sharing that story uh, with the whole family, it passed that value onto me, and that assurance onto me, that we on this life, we're just here temporarily. God put us here to to further his will, but he's going to bring us home one day. And that memory just kind of stuck with me that I've got complete assurance of where I'm going when this life is over. Our final speaker today is Evelyn Rogers. In my experience, there are many things to know Evelyn for. Love for her family is certainly high on that list. Speak to Evelyn for any amount of time, and it won't take long to hear about the adventures of her children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. Stories that will take you to the corners of the earth. Her amazing ability to put faith into action is another great thing to know her for, as the people at Valley View Bible Camp, as well as so many from our congregation and town, can attest to as well. But if there was a single point to bring up when it comes to talking about Evelyn, I would have to say it is that Evelyn is a woman of prayer, a trait that as you will soon see, she comes by honestly. For those of you who knew my mother, Helena Hepner, she was always a special lady. Helena Hepner, nee Dick, was born on February the 19th, 1918 at Aberdeen, Saskatchewan to Abram and Justina Dick. She was the middle child of a family of 17 children. Her family was very poor, doing without conveniences that we take for granted today. At the age of 14, mom had to quit school because she had no shoes to walk to school in wintertime. Shortly after she, this, she left home to start work as a housemaid. When she and dad got married, they were both working at the Moffat's farm. Though mom did not always have opportunity to receive formal education, she learned many lessons from life's experiences. Somehow she could make do with what was on hand and make us all laugh. She passed on many important lessons to us. Mom was a great worker and managed to get us involved in some way. Laundry day was a big day. You had to carry water in, 
heat it on the stove, then start the job. Clothes were hung outside to dry, inside in winter, and then most of them needed ironing. After this, the water had to be carried outside. This is one example of the many things that took up so much time years ago. I will always remember her big garden and how hard she worked to fill the pantry for winter. She taught us to have pride in our work. Mom was always there for us when we came home from school. She made many sacrifices so we could do well. When extra time was needed for homework or studies, she saw to it that my chores got done. She put extra effort into picnics. What scrumptious meals she prepared, especially for school picnics. Her sense of humor saw us through tough situations. She was a source of encouragement to others by her sense of humor and positive outlook on life. My mom is best described as a woman of prayer. It was her prayers that first brought my dad to his knees before they were married. It was her prayers that did much to create a loving atmosphere at home. We knew we had a praying mom supporting us. When Brother Jack told her she, he was going to the mission field, she wasn't surprised. She said she'd given him to the Lord long ago. Mom's example of being hospitable has helped me greatly in extending hospitality. So many times Sunday dinners or evening meals were shared with others. Those without loved ones near at hand often became part of our family. These were times of rich blessing for us. Upon her retirement, I was blessed to see her continue to reach out to those around her and be able to lead some of them to the Lord. Her involvement in Friendship Bible Coffees in the neighborhood was a real blessing. More by the way she lived her life than anything else, she taught us so much. I'm thankful for a heritage like that. The passage we have read today, 1 Timothy 5, 1-5, is one that is not usually used to talk about parents. It is, after all, for leaders of the church, reminding them of the importance of shepherding their flocks well. But after hearing these four stories today, the point I hope to get across is that parenting or any form of caring for the next generation is in many ways always this as well, always about shepherding your flock, caring for them as they raise up, caring for them in a way that has a purpose to it, has an end goal to it, that they can grow from little lambs to healthy sheep. And here I suppose the metaphor breaks down a little bit because maybe even themselves raising to become shepherds. There are tough times in doing this, times where nothing seems to be working out, but there are also good times as well, where things seem to go perfectly well. And while this might seem daunting, being a shepherd, being a parent, caring for those younger than you, my hope from sharing these stories is that those common threads that I mentioned that ran through, maybe some of those will help along the way. There were a number of them, but for today, I just want to point out two, just quick. The first, as I am sure that you picked up on as it came up time after time again, when it comes to caring for others, especially the young, a need that cannot be overstated is the value of prayer. It came up in all four stories prominently. And I'll remind you, without any prompting on my side, prayer is one of the primary ways that we grow in our relationship with God. Prayer is how we place our cares with him. To shepherd without prayer is a surefire recipe to feel alone, to feel set adrift. So make sure to, as Lyndon's mother wisely put it, give God the time he deserves. You will not regret if you do. 
And second, as also came up again and again, remember that far more important than knocking any individual interaction with those that you are caring for out of the park, it is in your day-to-day life, modeling for those that you care for how to live, how faith is lived, how to deal and interact with others where the real heavy lifting of shepherding lies. So if it is in the modeling of behavior over time and being examples to your flock, as the passage today says in verse 3, that is the value of shepherding, then I suggest make sure to take that to heart. Make sure you spend the time with those that you are caring for to actually do that modeling. Quantity is the name of the game, as Lois' story told. Also, make sure to identify in prayer what things in your life are the things that you don't wish to pass on, and model the struggle of how to move past it. There is a fear in us of ever showing the things that we dislike about ourselves to those younger, but I guarantee you, show them what it means to wrestle with your demons, and you're going to impart onto them a life skill that they are going to find far more valuable than gold. Finally, as we saw time and time again, let them see you pray. Let them see you read your Bible. Let them see Christ through you. Those are not things that are forgotten. Today we celebrate the women in our lives who have taught us these lessons among many more. The women in these cases, biological, but often not, who are our mothers in the best sense of the word. I want to again thank Tina, Lois, Lyndon, and Evelyn for sharing these loving memories with us today. There was real wisdom here a true image of what shepherding with God's help can really be. Please bow with me in a word of prayer. Our God, we come before you now with a word of thanks on our heart. It is Mother's Day today, and as is always the case, it reminds us of the women who raised us. It reminds us of our mothers, be they biological or otherwise. God, we want to thank you for them. We want to thank you for the lessons that they have imparted. We want to thank you for the truths that they have taught us. And we want to most of all thank you for how we can see you through their example. God, the more that we reflect on it, the more we know that it is no small thing. Though often when we think back to our years gone by, think back to our youths, we reduce it to individual moments. Nevertheless, it wasn't that. It was year after year of being there. And so again, whether they be our biological, adopted, or person brought into the fold, we want to thank you for our mothers. We want to thank you for who they are. God, this we pray. And in the same way, Lord, we realize that we ourselves are part of the chain. That just as these wonderful women imparted into us these lessons of how to live, what faith is, we now too are tasked to do the same for those younger than who we are, for our children, for those we mentor, for those who you have placed in our lives. And so God, I pray that you stand with us during this time. God, I pray that you remind us of the lessons that you have taught us in other means. God, I pray that you remind us of the lessons that you have taught us with our mother's help. God, I pray that as we feel from time to time as if we have absolutely no clue what we are doing, you remind us that we are never in this alone. God, this 
we also pray. And finally, for myriad of reasons, there are a number of us for whom this is a difficult day. So God, we pray, please help us to stand strong with these people as well. Please help us to remember who they are. Please help us to embrace them as they need embracing so that they do not feel completely alone during this time. God, please help us to do just this. In your name we pray. Amen. Our benediction today comes from the book of 1 Corinthians. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Go now and serve our God. Let it be, dear Lord.